Well, praise the Lord and good afternoon. Welcome again to Faith Restoration Ministries and to Kinder Theological College. You know, this past week, I read it online on the prayer line one morning, what a student wrote pertaining to the courses that we have here, the programs we have here. Our programs, the, the structure of our programs, motivates students or influence them to study the word. And believe me, they are studying the word and they are enjoying it. I don't know where you go to your um, college or in terms of a Christian college, but when you come to Shekinah, if you love the word, if you want to know the word, if you want to get in the habit of searching the scriptures, comparing and contrasting, writing essays about the scriptures and, you know, building up yourself in your faith, Shekinah Theological College is a place to come because we study the word, the pure word. Our motto is, or our theme is, what does the word say? So I'm just so happy today. If you want to know more about this college, you can find us at www.frministry.org, or you can call us and leave a message. Remember, for us to call you back, you must leave a message, 678-964-4096, or again, leave us a message. You can go to the website, send us an email. Or leave a voicemail at the same number, 678-964-4096. We also have books at our bookstore. I wouldn't say it's our bookstore, on our book page. And each one of them, just click on click on the link. It will take you to where the book is. If you want to know more about it, you can always send us an email and we'll tell you more. Father, we thank you again for this another great and wonderful opportunity to share your word. We recognize the world is in turmoil. Everyone can see the good, the bad, the indifferent. They can see that changes are taking place. We realize, dear God, if they do not have the word, many are going to be led astray, whether they are in church or outside of church. The world is going through a terrible, terrible time of turmoil. The influence of satanic force Satanic influence, its motivation, and all that it has set out to do, it is really wreaking havoc in the schoolroom, on the university campuses, in the workplace, in the political arena, in the church. It's nothing but chaotic situation. You have to be so careful that you do not say a he when you should say she. A she when you should say he. And Lord, this is what your world, the beautiful world that you made male and female, man and woman, that the devil, this is a satanic attack against you. But we know he couldn't win the first time and he can't win now. He has tried. But your word said we overcome him by the word of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb. And your word said no weapon that's formed against us shall prosper. 
and every tongue that rise against us, we condemn in the name of Jesus. And we call him a liar and a deceiver. We pray for those right now whom he is deceiving and those who have been deceived. That those who can be rescued, as Jude, Jude said, rescue them with compassion. And some taking them out the fire hated the very garments stained with sin. God, have mercy. This is your creation. Have pity. Jesus died for us all, even those who have strayed from you. And so today, Lord, we pray for a revival, beginning from the church, O oh God. Let there be a revival of repentance where the church begin to fast and pray as it were in sackcloth and ashes and cry out in tears. Your people are under attack. My God, they've been assailed by the enemy in every area possible. And today we are calling. Have mercy. Because though we are being persecuted, we are not forsaken. Because you are still with us. Bless us today. Bless the word that reminds us that in the midst of it all, you are still our keeper. In Jesus' name we pray. To thee be glory, Amen. praise, and honor. Amen. Praise God. We thank the Lord today. Our topic, God is our keeper. And as I read a moment ago, Psalm 121, but what I want, you know, I, I think it was an afternoon, my afternoon devotion. I was praying, and in my prayer, even though this is the verse of Scripture we use every time we finish our, um, our programs, found in Jude, well, Jude only has one chapter, Jude chapter 1, 24 and 25. It says, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. And while I was praying that day, I found myself, you know, you're praying and the scriptures just come right back to you. And I thought, not just thought, I was talking to the Lord. God, you're our keeper. You keep us from falling. And sometimes when we think, that it's a disappointment in our lives or we prayed about something and you never gave it to us. And we may feel distressed this, as though well in that God, you didn't answer my prayer. But what it is that you're keeping us from falling by holding back that situation that we asked for. We want to go to a certain place. And for so, even sometimes, Lord, we are to leave, we leave the house at a certain time. But for some unknown reason, we can't find the car keys. Or the telephone rings. Or something happens. 
It's not for us to get flustered. I usually say to my son, listen, there's a reason for it. Don't worry about it. There's a reason. You don't know what God has held you back from. Amen. So he's saying God is able to keep us from falling. And when I look in this Psalm um, 21, I know this here it says, the topic says God is our keeper. Saints of God, my sisters and those who will be listening to this program, young people, many are telling you a lot of lies. They are deceiving you. Don't believe the lies from the enemy. doesn't matter how many Nobel Prizes they have. They may have a string of degrees as long as a kite's tail. If the Bible didn't say so, don't believe it. What God has made, he said, he was well pleased with it. And since he made you, he's able to keep you. Young people, you're beautiful. Doesn't matter what anybody tells you. You are beautiful. God made you just what he wanted you to be. He wanted to be a girl, he made you a girl. He wanted to be a boy, he made you a boy. There are many children today, adults today. They were growing up. They were told they were ugly. Oh, yes. yes. They were told they were ugly. Some were told you not amount to be anything. But because they had a keeper, hallelujah, because they had someone who loved them, yes. the time came when they looked in that mirror and said, I am beautiful. Yeah. I am beautiful. I am well made. Because God made me, and when he made me, he said, I will beautiful. He was pleased with me. Some of you are saying, I don't know if I'll ever be able to become a Christian. I've tried and don't even just say you're trying. When you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, ask him to keep you. He's able to keep you. You have, there's some things you have to do in order to be kept by God. There are things you have to do. And the word of God tells us to present our bodies. You want to be kept. He said, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That's all he asked of you. And then he said, if you want to be kept by him, Do not be conformed to the world. Don't believe the lies you are being told about yourself. Don't believe it. Whether it is coming from the uh, exterior, from the environment, people in the environment, or from your mind. It's satanic. It's an attack on your beauty. It's an attack on what God has made you to be. Don't believe it. And if you're telling yourself, well, I feel this way and I feel that way, rebuke it. Say, Lord, I know you made me. I know you love me. I know you will keep me. Even though I fell yesterday, 
I ask you to forgive me and help me to be stronger next time that thing come upon me. He's able to keep you. Doesn't matter what age you are. No matter who you are. God will keep you. He said here in verse in Psalm 121, verse 3 says, He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. Amen. It means that he won't cause it to slip. And this is what, what um, Jude is saying here. Jude said he is able. That means he has the ability, the power, the wisdom to keep you from falling, to hold you up. And so he said he'll keep your foot from slipping. He said it will not move. It won't slip. Then he said, he that keepeth thee, listen, I used to be a nurse. And I'd be up, you know, you get on at 8 o'clock and you're busy and you're doing this and you're doing the next thing. By 1 o'clock, everybody is snoring. And you sit down now, maybe getting ready to write your report. And after a while, because of the way God made our bodies, your body starts to sag. You start to get tired. And if you happen to sit down, you start to doze. Why? You get tired. God does not. He said he does not slumber. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Verse 4 says, Behold, he that keepeth Israel, or you, or me, or anyone, shall neither slumber nor sleep. And he reminds us again in, in verse 5, the Lord is your keeper. He's your shade upon your right hand. He says here, the sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. So God protects you night and day. It reminds me when I first came to this state to live. I started, I was driving one night. Went to a TV station to join in a prayer meeting group. Got lost. It was about 7 o'clock February winter. I didn't know what to do. I called home. I said, listen, I'm lost. I don't know where I'm at. The person said, where do you think? I said, well, I can't even tell you. I came off this road and here I am. I don't know where I'm at. And I'm telling you, it was a lonely place. Hardly any cars passed by there. And I called the pastor. I said, Pastor, I, I don't know where I'm at. They don't know either. My son said, well, I'm, you're two hours away from home because you're an hour away from my job. I had the car door shut, and I just turned around. I said, Lord Jesus. This was my prayer. Lord Jesus, I am lost and cannot find my way. Please help me. Saints of God, have no reason to lie. Immediately I heard, turn the car around as clear as crystal. Turn the car around. Then I heard, take the inside left. Saints, it wasn't more than maybe 50 yards. 
50 yards, made nothing, I think, 100 yards. As I drove up a little incline, there was the road. There was the highway, saints of God. He protects us even at night. He was the lost. Oh, my glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It said, the sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. God is our preserver. Verse Verse 7 said, the Lord shall preserve thee from all evil, and he shall preserve thy soul. You know why? He's our keeper. Stop worrying. Stop. Many of us right now, we're on the line. Every one of us on the line here right now has something to be worried, to be concerned about, whether it is sickness, a family member, or something else. Friend, we know. But something is going on in our life. But he's telling us today, I'm your keeper. Don't worry. Oh, hallelujah. I'm in control. I'm watching the state of things. Don't you worry. Don't lose heart. I'm still on the job. Because I neither slumber, neither do I sleep. He said, the Lord shall preserve thy soul. He shall preserve us from all evil. He preserve our souls. He preserve our going out and our coming in. Why? Because he is able, saints of God. He is able. There was an old song that said, he's able, he's able. My God is able to carry me through. Do you not think he's able to carry you through that situation? You're listening to me today. Whenever time you're going to be listening to this program, God is your keeper. He's my keeper. He's her keeper. He's his keeper. God is our keeper. You're worried about your family? God is your keeper. He's your provider. He's a preserver. Maybe your maybe husband or someone you know is a policeman, an officer. Maybe it's somewhere in some country work, working or, or um, in service, whatever it may be. Some people work in the prison system, in the hospital, in the school. This is the, there's no place you're safe anymore. No. But God, amen. God, amen. But God is still our keeper. He's still our protector. And if you're wondering, listen, we are towards the end. We're at the end of the month. But listen, maybe you're saying, I don't know if I, I don't even have my mortgage money. I don't have all of it. Don't have all my, my rental money. Don't have all my payment for my car. God is your provider. He's able to keep you from falling. He will keep you, will not stumble. You will not slip. He said that he will present you. You know why? Listen, God cares so much about us. That he's going to present us faultless. Before the presence of his glorious exceeding joy. I want to read another thing here for you this evening. In Colossians chapter 1, I came across this verse, um, these verses a few years, some time ago. I would think I was writing a book. You know, people talk about once saved, always saved. There's no such thing, but we'll get into that another time. Or if you read, uh, I have a script, we posted a script pertaining to this, um, this message here. Um, online, and you can read what I wrote there. But he says here, how he's going to present us faultless. I'm going to show you how much God is jealous about us, how much he cares about us. In Colossians chapter 1, 
verse 22. I'll begin at verse 21 to keep the essence of it. He says here, And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled we were far from God, but he has reconciled us, brought us together in the body of his flesh. In other words, through his death. There we go, through death. To present you, now listen again, the same thing Jude wrote about. To present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. But there's a condition. God is able to present us faultless. But we have something to do, as I was telling you before. He will present us um, faultless before the presence of his glorious exceeding joy. But we have something to do, he said. In the same Colossians 1, verse 23. If ye continue in the faith. Amen. Grounded. And settled. And be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. Which ye have heard. And which was preached to every creature. Which is under heaven. Whereof I Paul am made a minister. Let me say here this evening. God's aim. It's a keeper, but we have to be obedient to his word. He'll keep us from falling. He'll present us holy. And, and there's been no blame that will be cast against us when we stand before him. Again, not just, but before his holy, his honorable presence, his glory. And not just so, but with exceeding joy. I have been at graduation for my two Two sons, one when he was leaving high school and the other one um, he did his master's and I was at graduation. And as a parent, you feel very pleased. You're very pleased to see of all the, for all the struggles you went through with your children and to see them now, you know, graduating. It's a blessing. So you can imagine when we stand before our God and we're being presented to him, in the presence of his glory, with exceeding joy. Amen, saints. He said to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and ever. Amen. But listen to what Jesus said about presenting us and preparing us. In Ephesians chapter 5, Even if you don't find it today, you can write it down. Ephesians chapter 5. He said, he said in verse, he's speaking of the church, and we are the church. We are the living organization, organism, organism of Christ's body, the members, the church. So he said here, in, beginning at verse 26, Ephesians 5, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. You got to know the word to stay clean, saints. 
and not just know the word. We have to obey the word. It's only when we obey the word are we able to remain ground firmly grounded in Christ that at the end we can be presented to him and he will get the glory from, from us. And then he said that he might present it to himself, listen, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. And he was really speaking about marriage, a man and a woman. That's the only marriage that God recognizes. That he, tells, he was telling the men how they are to love their wives. And the even as Christ loved the church, we are the church. We are the, we are the body of Christ, the living organism, spiritual. Amen. So today, it doesn't matter who you are, where you live, how deep you think you are in Christ, how wise you may think you are. Maybe you just came into the faith, or maybe today, at the end of this message, you do feel a call of God on your life, and I hope it is so, that you will open your heart to him and say, Lord, I want to serve you. I want to live for you. I want you to reign in my body, in my life. You can do that right where you are. Maybe you started. Maybe as a child, you went, you know, children, they go to the altar, they hear the altar call, and they go to the altar, and they go and kneel down, and some of them need to accept the Lord at very young age. Some continued. But some, for whatever reason, they didn't stay, but they strayed. Maybe you're one of them to see you're listening to me somewhere. And you're saying to yourself, yes, I, 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 I was baptized at age 12, but I strayed since I went to um, college. Many, many Christians, young Christians, turn away from the Lord. or Not really, they have not lost their faith because they still believe in God. But they're just not, they're not dedicated as they used to be. They don't go to church as they used to. Because now they're in college, you know, and all kinds of things are coming. But now you are an, a young adult and you're maybe middle-aged and you're saying, it is time to return. And you realize you were trying. I remember when I first got saved, I was 13, just 13 years of age. And... I remember living my Christianity very mechanically because all I heard was, don't do this, don't do that, don't say that, don't go here. And that's what I was doing, all the don'ts. And thought I could do it by myself, not realizing God is able to keep us from falling because his grace is sufficient for us. It's God's grace that's going to keep us. He doesn't come here and tell you and sit with you or put an angel next to you and say, no, don't go there. No, don't go there. You have to recognize you want to be kept. So you go to him. You fell yesterday. You go back to him and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Help me to do better. When you're saying, help me, Lord, 
Or you're saying, Lord, I'm sorry. You're asking him to pour grace into you. Give me grace that next time I'll be stronger. Next time, Lord, I won't listen to the enemy. Next time I'll be more vigilant. So that I can resist him. That's what grace does for you. That's how we are able to be kept from falling. Not one of us can say, Oh, no, I never sinned from the day I got baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. I never sinned. If you meet someone like that, run in the opposite direction. Make sure that person is not, is not speaking the truth. It's the same way I was thinking. You, I was counseling someone some year, years ago, yes. And I asked a person a question, what kind of mother were you? You know, how did you relate with your children? Oh, I was a good mother. And I thought to myself, hmm, something surely is wrong with her. No mother or father has ever been 100%. Everyone failed their children. Some grossly. And you learn as you go. So don't beat up yourself. Don't beat or tell yourself, well, I was a good mother. Listen, <laughs> we make mistakes. You know, I was thinking about it that I need to, you know. But, you know, I didn't know better. Yeah, that's right. But nevertheless, you know, saints of God, we learn. We learn. Yeah, but we learn. We learn, you know, as we go by. We learn. And so it is as Christians. It's not because as soon as you, you, you're saved and you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you know it all. No. There are no know-it-alls in, no know in the church. You know, so let's just, um, yeah, amen. So what I'm saying here today is this. God is able to keep us from falling. Do not think you can do it yourself. You have to obey the word. You have to depend and draw upon his grace. When you become weak, call upon him. Let him know. Confess your faults and ask his forgiveness. When you ask God's forgiveness and ask him to help you, you're asking for his grace that will keep you. Paul said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Father, I just want to thank you again this evening. And Lord, if there's someone who will be listening to this program and felt the need to return to you, or someone, Lord, whom others have been deceiving, telling them something as different from what you've been saying, and they believed, and because they believed, they sinned against you by not accepting whom they are, what they are, and what you have made. I pray forgiveness. I pray that person that this moment, Lord, will find your, your presence so close. And for anyone who's saying, Lord, please come into my heart right now. I pray, dear Lord, as that heart door is open, we know you will not hesitate to go in. I pray for my young brother and my young sister today. I pray for those who are being deceived and are being deceived, Lord. I pray for the children, Lord, who, were, who felt their God that when they were growing up, 
Things were not the way they wanted it to be or should have been. Many are blaming parents. But today, Lord, help those children to rectus pause and say, you know what? We're all humans and we say it. My mother or my father did not do things to harm me. They didn't know any better. And furthermore, if a parent didn't know what was happening to a child, why blame the parent? So today we pray, wherever that young woman is, wherever that young man is, wherever those children are, that right now, God, you're going to heal their hearts right now in the name of Jesus. Restore their God, their faith in you and love for their parents. Father, it's not easy to shake off the past. But with you, all things are possible. We thank you. We thank you again for reminding us we can't keep ourselves. You are our keeper. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to thank the Lord for the word today. You know, as I thought about it last week, and the more even this psalm here, Psalm 121, I would like you to read it again. Remind, just to remind you that you can't keep yourself, that God is your keeper and he will never fail you. He will always be by your side. He's the one who cares about you, no matter how your friends, your parents, your family may say they care. The closest one to you is Jesus Christ. The songwriter said, oh, yes, he cares. I know he cares, and I can tell you that he cares. This was Faith Restoration Ministries and Shekinah Theological College. We are here on a Sunday afternoon, Eastern Time, at 3 p.m. If you want to join us, you can send us an email from www.frministry.org, or you can call us at 678-964-4096 and leave us a message. We will get back to you, but you must leave your name. Otherwise, we cannot return your call. We need to know it was a valid person who called. Or you can send us an email. We are Faith Restoration Ministries at www.frministry.org or Shekinah Theological College. They're both under the same roof. God bless you. And by the way, this coming month, May, Faith Restoration Ministries make 21 years. And by the way, you know, back in the day, 21 was when you got the key, the key to the house. You could go and come. It's 18 years now. So, you know, she's getting there. We thank God for what he has done, how he has kept us, and we praise the Lord. May God bless you until we meet again. This was Faith Restoration Ministries, restoring lives from the inside out, and Shekinah Theological College answering to what does the word say? God bless you. Amen.